Okay, morning of day eight. We're heading to Najera or Najera or Najera <laughs> to the Australians. <laughs> yes, got to have the Australian translation of all of our Spanish. So yeah, I know, it'd be terrible, wouldn't it? <laughs> we can brutalize any language, don't worry. Yeah, we've just stepped out and it's really hot already and it's only 7.25, so I think we've got a 30 kilometer day ahead of us, so we're probably going to power on a little bit. But it'll yeah. be fun. Hopefully the breeze picks up a little bit again, like yesterday. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's, uh, let's go and see how it is. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Is This The Way, a podcast where we walk the Camino de Santiago. I'm Francesca. And I'm Gavin. And it's day eight. Yes, day eight. Legrono to Nahera. Yep. So guidebook says 29.6 kilometers. That's pretty much what we did. 29 and a half kilometers. It ranks it as a two out of three on its difficulty scale. I'd say it's probably about a six out of 10 for us. Mm -hmm. Just because it was a longer day and because it's, when it's hot on a long day, it's easy to run out of water, as we found. Yeah, and we ran out of water, basically. <laughs> yeah, so we we're definitely tired by the end of it. Otherwise, like quite pleasant. It wasn't particularly grueling or lots of uphill or anything like that. It was just like a pleasant day, just a long walk. Yeah, exactly. It's actually one of the nicest walking days that we had just because of the scenery that you go through. You walk through a lake and these wetlands that we talk about later hmm. through lots of vineyards still. You know, it's just a really, really lovely walk. And just to quote the guidebook, stroll through a pleasant reservoir park, peek in the church of Navarrete with its spectacular golden retablo and lounge by the river of Nahera. Of where? Najera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we exactly. don't know how to pronounce that. <laughs> Yeah, so the guidebook says it'll take seven to nine hours. It took us five hours to get to the other end. I think the guidebook tends to have a little bit more padding in its timing than yeah. necessary. But as we've established, we're pretty brisk walkers. So that's pretty fair. But yeah, coming out of Legrono, it was kind of like um, almost walking through the parks in Singapore. Very landscaped and mm. manicured and nice. Kind of like path that went along with trees down the sides and everyone going for their morning runs and things. Yeah. And then we're looking for these wetlands in the middle of wheat fields and things, thinking, where the hell is this? And you kind of like pop up over a little rise and then there's a massive lake in front of you. Yeah. I guess that's the wetlands all, all around that lake. Yeah, it was so beautiful. And you know, we have some animal encounters that we talk about later, but it was really just such a picturesque start to the day. It was so nice. <laughs> it was lovely, except that the little cafe next to the lake was closed. We're really looking forward to just like sitting by the water and having a coffee in the morning. Yeah, and I think maybe we ate a packet of Mentos. So we definitely always have like some snacks with you so that if you're disappointed, you can like sit by the lake and eat Mentos instead. Yeah, I think we did as we kept on walking, didn't we? I mean, one of the things that we haven't mentioned is just how much candy you eat <laughs> over the course of the Camino because you're just constantly needing that sugar rush. <laughs> I think yeah. I ate more Oreos in during this trip than I have in my entire life. <laughs> well, we started very healthy and we were just having our pilgrims meals and things and nothing else and pretty much having water during the day and then the uh, tortillas, mm. that's right, isn't it? Yeah, the tortillas, which were the like egg omelets. Mm. We're still like reasonably healthy and bread and tapas and things like that. But then you get to the point where you're just like low on energy and you need that little bit of a boost. And the things that are always in the shops are Oreos and yeah, Mentos candy, and yeah. like Haribo and yeah. different types of candy. <laughs> okay. So I think trying to find the candy which doesn't melt and doesn't stick together into big globs. I think we got a glob of cola, gummy colas at one point. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's like a stained glass window or something where it's all sort of melted together. You just like start chewing into one end of it, yeah. (laughs) Into a lump of it. But yeah, I mean, that's definitely something that you'll, you know, you'll just end up needing that energy. But you burn it off. So we were eating like teenagers, but losing weight. So just is the way that it is, I guess. (laughs) We're actually tracking our walk with RunKeeper just to keep track of our distance and times and things so we could look back at it and, you know, just see what we'd actually done that day. And it also tracks your calorie burn. And it's a calorie burn not taking into account the fact that you're carrying a large backpack or anything or walking in a heat wave. (laughs) And even then, you're burning three, 4,000 calories a day pretty easily most days. Yeah. And as you say, with the weather as well, it's even more extreme. So it's a good way to get fit. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I guess a couple of highlights of the day that we talk about in more detail later after the lake was this incredible retablo that we had a gaze at. And yeah, I highly recommend that you stop. That's in Navarrete, about halfway through your walk. And mm. then... <laughs> Which was a nice little stop, actually, because yeah. there was like little cafes and things kind of in an alleyway just around the corner from the church where the retablo is. Yeah, I so. remember sitting there looking at the shop because they had air conditioners on. Nahera itself is interesting town. It's really like two personalities. It's split down the middle by a river. And on one side is the old town, which is lovely, like little cobbled streets and alleyways and nice little square to sit in. And on the other side is the new town, which is much more modern kind of 80s feeling, like apartment blocks and things. Yeah, like quite, quite like, stark. Yeah, quite industrial feeling. I felt really bad. And I mean, absolutely no offense to anyone who lives in Nahera. But I was walking along and I thought I thought Gavin was next to me and I turned and was like, this place is a bit crap. And then I saw that it was this lady walking her dog. So I felt really terrible. Yeah, that, that wasn't the exact wording that was used. <laughs> um, I noticed that our podcast has clean, a clean rating. So you'd have to change it to explicit if we ch- if I actually quote what I said. Regardless, it doesn't matter. I feel terrible because I actually came around to quite liking the town by the end of it. Well, that's because you walk, you start walking in basically through an industrial area. Yeah, and I panicked slightly. <laughs> yes, apparently you're a bit of a snob. But, uh, but once you get down to the old town, it's quite nice. And we we stayed on the new side, and actually the accommodation's much cheaper on the in the new part of town, and was really pleasant. Hmm. No air conditioning, unfortunately. And you'd think these places would have fans. I don't want to keep harping on about it, but if anyone's listening out there, please put fans in the rooms. It makes so much difference. True. But as you say, on the old side of town, on the other side of the river, there's this incredible red rocks. And anyone who's been to like Denver, Colorado, like the kind of red rocks there just feels so similar. I just find it insane that you can see the same scenery in totally different parts of the world. It makes me feel like they were connected. At some point in time. Actually, it makes me think of Utah now as well, mm. where we went yeah, through, um, like around Moab, where we stayed. Yeah. It had like the big red rocks, but then like the green grass and some mm. trees and stuff in contrast as well. It feels a lot like that. Yeah. So it's actually really dramatic scenery. It's really lovely. And unfortunately, we didn't have the energy to go, but there's this like monastery built into the rock if you walk out of town, which I think if you were spending a bit more time there, not that you would pick that one to have your rest day necessarily. But if you are there for longer, um, you should definitely try and have a look inside because it's like a monastery built into the caves. It looked really incredible. So I was a bit gutted that we were just too tired. (laughs) You can see it from the path when you're walking out of town the next day, but it is like right up on a hill and we were a bit exhausted. Yeah. Because one thing that did happen is we ran out of water again. Yeah. We keep saying we're not going to do it and then we keep doing it. 
but well, this is we'll with, learn. <laughs> yeah, but this is with like two and a half liters each in the bladders in our backpack. And I think we even had an overflow bottle. <laughs> we had an extra plastic bottle just in case because it's easy to quickly refill during the day. And we ran out completely a few kilometers short of Nahara. I guess that's just the distance and the heat during the day. And there's not that many stops along the way. So we did stop where the retablo was earlier, but that was pretty much it for the day. The rest of the time you're mostly out in the open and walking. Yeah. But then to celebrate, we would have walked around 200 kilometers. So it's pretty impressive. Eight days, 200 kilometers. Just so think, no. you've got to listen to us for another 733 kilometers. No. <laughs> anyway, shall we see how we got on? Yep, let's find out. All right, the end of day eight, and here we are in Nahara? Yeah, let's say Nahara. <laughs> Nahara, we, we haven't got any closer to the correct pronunciation of this town during the day. Um, I think we end up falling back on the really brutalized Australian pronunciation because it's amusing and Australians True. are terrible at pronunciation. True. <laughs> we have apologized at the start of this for mispronouncing and destroying all words. Yeah, And exactly. I'm sure that, that will continue throughout Yeah. as maybe. we drink our Rioja wine. Exactly. <laughs> I think we'll get better and better hopefully over the next few weeks to start to get slightly more used to uh, Spanish language. At least I can drink this Estrella Galicia. Yeah. I have to get all my lisps right. Australia, Australia, Australia. Galicia. Galicia, yeah. I think. But yeah, we had like, I mean, the start of the day was so lovely. You like leave Lagrono through this like incredible park, this like massive lake, these wonderful forests and everything. Yeah, it is funny because it says you're going to walk through wetlands and you look around and you think, where the hell am I going to find wetlands in this? <laughs> I'm guessing most of the rest of the year when it's not bone dry, it's actually quite damp. <laughs> yeah. And then you come up over a little ridge and there's a giant lake there. Yeah, true. Like, oh, okay, yeah, wetlands. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, and it's like all the, the ducks were sleeping there, like a load of bunnies around, the fish. You befriended a few animals while you were waiting for me. Yeah, we got to the first stop, which was about six kilometers, uh, which was meant to be a small cafe in the park. Unfortunately, the cafe looked like it had been closed for a while, but there were two geese outside the cafe door, like honking and like tapping on the door with their beaks really noisily. So I finally found an animal that needs coffee more than I do in the morning. Yeah, it's really strange. You sort of wonder what, what they're waiting for. I've never seen anything like it before where they were just kind of basically like, let me in for my coffee. I don't know, if I, if I lived there and I couldn't get my coffee in the morning, I'd be annoyed with the cafe as well. Yeah, you could shout as loudly, I think, as they did. <laughs> just about. But yeah, then while I was waiting, I was on the steps outside, a little like red squirrel ran up and was sitting about an inch away from me, just staring at me. I didn't even realize. And I turned around to get my phone and he ran away a little bit. That's so cute though, because I mean... Definitely not scared of people though. No, but also, I mean, I've never seen them because they were basically made an endangered species in the UK now because they've been overtaken by the grey squirrels. The colour is crazy. I think like, we should just love vibrant. all squirrels regardless of their colour. Yeah, I guess when it destroys your native habitat or whatever, it's probably not great. But yeah, we got off to a good start, got to the first proper coffee stop after our sort of failed attempt at getting coffee. Yeah. And it, you know, we'd walked like 13 kilometers without really realizing just because the scenery was so pleasant. Well, there was a bit of like beside roads and things like that today, but it was very easy walking today. Even beside the roads, Ooh, like wind. they've- Wind. Yeah, there's a, a nice breeze coming over finally. Yeah, like even beside the road, they've planted flowers down the middle, like vibrant red and pink ones, which is very similar to what they do in Singapore. So even those bits were, were okay. But we found this church where if you pay one euro, it lights up the huge retablo, which again is this term that we've only just learned that's basically this just like all the way up to the top of the ceiling kind of structure. 
like a giant like carved wall with yeah. all sorts of like statues and carvings yeah kind of inlaid with gold and, and yeah. all sorts of things we'd heard about it but i wasn't had no idea where to find it and then this little like abuela grandmother came over and was ushering us like over to the the box to put it in she only had 50 cents so i guess she was piggybacking on us but uh no luckily we were able to enjoy that which is incredible probably one of the best ones along the walk so i was certainly very awestruck by it yeah i mean the art the art's amazing but the fact that you've got a wall covered in gold always makes me wonder about the priorities yeah but i mean this these things are like hundreds and hundreds of years old so Which makes me worry even more about the priorities at the time when at the time yeah when people sure. were living in poverty all around but you've got a wall of gold yeah, and like but, i said the art's amazing yeah but we also know i mean things were very very unequal back then yeah, and that you know yeah. they still are today but i mean back then you would i mean one of the things that you know i could imagine like in your day if you went to sit there for an hour and, and look at that you'd feel pretty i don't know you'd feel something not quite sure what but something <laughs> I think there'd be quite a range of different feelings from different people depending on their situation. It is nice to see that these things have been preserved though so that we can see them now. Yeah, and then the the scenery changed. So now that we're in this Rioja, <laughs> Rioja region. Let's just go with that and Rioja, stick with it. Uh, we're just going to pick a lane. Yeah, and Rioja. We're go with it. Okay. It's like all this red clay and the vineyards are becoming more and more, I guess, like structured. A bit yeah. more commercial looking where they're trying to get the vines to grow along wires and things rather than just stubby little plants basically because there's nowhere for the vines to grow. So it looks like maybe the difference between like the small farm holdings and then the more commercial growers in the area. Yeah, we walked past a few of these like big production facilities and some of them looked like they had wineries attached but nothing was open so no. I'm a bit disappointed by that unfortunately. We could have really done with one. If anyone ever wants to put one just outside Nahara a little bit maybe like three kilometers two three kilometers from town that's just right to do a tasting sit in the shade and drink some wine and then stroll into town later in the afternoon. Yeah but unfortunately we walked straight through there and then entered Nahara. I was a little bit worried when we walked in a little um, bit like brutally insulting to someone that we walked past i guess you know i don't hide the fact that i'm a little bit posh and i was a bit concerned that the whole town was going to be like that but then it kind of emerges into this like lovely little old town that we're sitting yeah. in right now it definitely like um, feel, feels a little bit rough and a little bit run down as you come in but also it's like scorching hot as well and that doesn't help you to take your time as you walk through and admire things yeah it's the most dehydrated we've been so far because we've we usually take these like electrolyte tablets yeah they've been so good but we had to have a second one today because we just like couldn't stop feeling thirsty <laughs> yeah that's definitely a really good thing to have because i think you just lose so much salt and other things when you're getting really dehydrated that just water isn't enough you need to actually replenish those other things as well yeah otherwise you'll just not hold on to that water. I'm sweating all the time, like even more than I would in Singapore, was, which is crazy. <laughs> sweating like mad today. I think today, I think I was saying after the first day, I found it really tough because it was all uphill and I was sweating like crazy. And then today would be my second worst day. By like an hour in this morning, I was just about soaked. But it was 30 degrees at 7.30 in the morning this morning. And it didn't get as high during the day. I think it only got up to about 37. But it was 30 at like 7.30 in the morning. Yeah, Whereas so normally when we start, hot. it's about like 18, 19 at that time in the morning. Yeah, we missed out on that like so slightly cooler So you didn't get like the nice start. cool first hour or two. Yeah. yeah. I'm quite intrigued as to where the weather's going because we've seen our first tiny wisps of cloud in the sky. And there was a like sort of percentage chance that there's some rain later in the week. So I'm Apparently, really intrigued yep. to see what happens. Apparently because, a 45% chance of rain one day. I mean, looking up now, all you see is clear blue sky. Blue, so I think yeah. the likelihood of that is pretty slim. 
we've done our usual thing. I'm actually, you know, I'm quite a big fan now. Like our one-star hotel is super pleasant. One of us almost gave up without even looking at the hotel and was like, let's go over to the old town and see if there's anywhere else to stay. I wasn't super enamored by Nahiro when I entered it. But actually, it was, it was really fine, and the lady was really lovely. And we are, so, yeah, it is yeah. over on that newer side of town. It, it kind of looks like it's just on the verge of, like, a slightly more suburban area, though. Now, it has a really cool old building next to it, which looks like it's crumbling away. Amazing-looking old building. But, yeah, actually, the, the lady at reception was, like, super friendly and welcoming. Yeah, yeah. The room's actually really nice. It's got space. It's got a nice clean. It's got a nice-sized bathroom. It's got a nice little balcony with some chairs as well. And it's in the shade, which is great. So it's probably actually one of the better rooms that we've had along yeah. the way, I think. The only problem is none of these rooms have fans in them. If they just put, like, a fan in the corner... Well, we're going to start looking for some of those handheld fans just to carry because you just need something to, like, move the air a little bit. I think that's one thing worth considering, though, if you're ever going to do this walk, is to think about whether you want to do it in the middle of summer or not and think about... Well, normally it might be like high 20s, low 30s. But if there is a heat wave, you can be looking at low 40s. Uh, and that's a crazy difference. And it's so hot that you literally can't move and you like stick to the sheets. I was actually just, just messaging my mom and saying, remember when we first moved to Darwin in Australia and we moved from a temperate climate to a very tropical climate at a very hot time of year? It's like, remember when we moved there and you just stick to the sheets and basically peel yourself off as you sit up? <laughs> feels like that again. Yeah, well, even Singapore back in the 90s was quite similar in terms of lots of places didn't have, you know, proper air conditioning. Maybe you had a fan, but barely moved the air. I guess for a lot of people, like, summer is the best time to go because of school seasons or holidays or whatever it may be. But, yeah, I mean, I think if we did it again, we'd probably come late August, September, something like that. Yeah. I mean, you either benefit then it's all, like, the fruit starting to ripen as well. Yeah. So there's probably a few more things that you can kind of, like, pinch some, a little bit of something Sample off a tree. along the way, yeah. Maybe we've seen, like, figs mm -hmm. and cherries and apples and pears and grapes. Probably other things that we haven't noticed as yeah, well. Yeah, a ton of blackberries as well. Loads of blackberries, that's true. Like, the whole way along, but none of them are ripe yet. I think that would probably be, if you know, when we do a future one, that we would retake the timing a little bit more into account. Because it is just, you know, it means you just can't do anything when you arrive. It's so hot. You just have to, like, basically hide in your room until it cools down a little bit. It makes a really weird schedule because we get in every day at around two-ish. Maybe sometimes a bit earlier, sometimes a little bit later, depending on how long the day is. And you literally go and hibernate until... 7, 7.30 kind of thing? Yeah, it's like... When the temperature starts yeah, to drop off. It's like a typical siesta yeah. time. But I can understand why. I never kind of joke about siestas and things, but actually I totally understand why why everyone does it in Spain. Otherwise, like, had a couple of interesting thoughts today. I mean, one was... I mean, as actually as we were leaving Legrono this morning, literally, like, a lady, like, wound down her window to shout, like, Buen Camino to us. And it just made me think this is probably the most friendly, welcoming walk you could possibly take. You can be a solo, tra there are like loads of solo female travellers, there's you know loads of rainbow flags everywhere. We've met people who are transitioning and transitioned and all these sorts of things and basically there's no one who shouldn't be able to do this walk. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't think anyone would feel, feel unsafe or yeah, unwelcome on this exactly. walk because everyone has something in common and yeah. that's the fact that they're walking the Camino mm -hmm. and that's not a trivial thing to be laughed off, that's a big thing. And everyone has that instant bond and it, all the other things don't really matter so much. I think also the type of person who's doing it is generally a bit more of an open-minded person as well. So yeah, we've just met such a huge variety of people along the way already and we're not being super social as we go either. 
we're a little bit more kind of enjoying the peace. But all the people we've met have been lovely. And I think everyone just feels really safe and comfortable. Yeah, it's just so nice. Like you bump into people that you know, you know, you sit, you've met before and you just say hi all the time. So, yeah. and you just say hello to everybody you pass and people who live in the town say Buen Camino to you, you say Buen Camino to other people. It's like a very harmonious kind of environment, yeah, which, which ever, I'm really impressed about. And if anything ever happened, you hurt yourself, you run out of water or anything like that, I'm pretty sure literally anyone walking past will stop and make sure you're okay. Yeah, definitely. And that's, that's a really comforting thing. There is a strange community to it with basically no judgment of every, anyone because everyone's doing it for such diverse reasons. And everyone has it in common that they're doing this thing regardless yep. of what their reasons are. Yeah. And then what people's different reasons are is actually really interesting. I think it just means anyone who has had the remote inkling to do it but is maybe in two minds about these sorts of things should just feel really comfortable in, in going for it. You'll only meet good people along the way. Yeah, or if you just want an adventure or you want a challenge or you want to see some of the countryside rather than just flying from town to town, it's an amazing way to see things. We're, I mean, we're literally walking from one side of Spain to the other. Yeah, so that was the main thing. And then starting to uh, think about what a meaningful life is, because you saw that sign, what did it say? Jesus is, what was that? Oh, there was something like written along the way of something like, if you're still looking for the answer to life or something, the answer is Jesus. And I thought, well, that's cool. I can just stop at this vineyard now. I don't need to walk the rest. Yeah. Yeah, no but, more need for introspection. That's it. Hey, yeah, cool. Exactly. But interestingly, like a guy that we met a couple of nights ago basically said exactly that. He felt lost and then he was found, you know, found with Jesus and these sorts of things. And as you can probably tell, like we're not super religious. So we sort of think, starting to think about what some of the other ingredients might be. And I think there's definitely something more for like a meaningful life in terms of confidence in yourself and being able to like spend time by yourself because on the Camino, even though we're together, like there'll be long periods of time where we're sort of walking alone. Yeah, with our um, own thoughts and things. Yeah, so I think being comfortable doing that is really important. But when you're talking about like looking for answers and things, I think like a big part of looking for answers is looking for like whatever you need to find to be comfortable and happy with yourself. I think to some degree we both have that already before we came, so that makes it easier to be comfortable together. Whether it's just like us together or whether we're walking by ourselves together, it's quite nice. <laughs> we're not looking for all the answers to everything, so I feel like we've found at least half of the answers that we need in life when we find each other and you find someone else who's also like comfortable with themselves and where they are and what they're doing. Yeah, no, I, I agree and I definitely find meaning in the time I spend alone thinking and contemplating and then the time we spend together and time you know with family and friends and as you said everyone has some sort of common ground and a lot of that is like the experience of the Camino like an attitude of like learning and openness and all these sorts of things and I think that's a really important component of a, a meaningful life as well and definitely a trait that you know that you and I both share so none of this is hugely profound or anything but it's just nice to start thinking about what's important, you know, reminding ourselves again and again, like what's important as we go forward. Yep. And the importance of cold beer at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. Well, simple things can make a huge, huge difference. Yeah. But yeah, so tomorrow we're quite excited because we're staying at a Parador, which is like the notoriously Luxurious, upmarket yes. <laughs> uh, hotel. So very intrigued to see what that's like. And it's only a shortish walk to 20 kilometers or so tomorrow. Yep, it'll be one of the shorter days after one of the longer ones. So. Yep. But then even the 30 kilometers wasn't bad. Kind of at the end was a little bit rough just because of the heat and because we ran out of water. But otherwise the walk today was, was nice. The walk tomorrow is only 20, so it's pretty short. 
but there's not many stops along the way. I think we've only got one town tomorrow to stop. So it'll be a, uh, a coffee stop and then a long walk, I think, in the afternoon. But so, hopefully, yeah. ending somewhere air-conditioned, which will be lovely. Yeah, sounds good. I'm looking forward to it. All right, Great. let's wrap it up for today. Thanks everyone for listening. We hope you've enjoyed Is This The Way? and have taken away some inspiration and ideas about how you might approach the Camino. If you'd like to get in touch or find some more information about each episode, head over to our website, isthistheway.net. Buon Camino!